Thanks for listening in to the podcast. I'm so grateful for all the listeners, all the people who send messages and feedback about the show. I've been blown away by how positive everything has been. People are showing wonderful signs of humanity with this show, and I couldn't be happier. The show continues to evolve and to grow. And like anything in life, the most consistent part of our lives is the change. This podcast will continue to change and grow and hopefully thrive. I want to test myself and do different things. We have several offshoots of the podcast within this podcast that are currently growing. And one of those is today, a more of an avant-garde production, a solo cast titled, How Did You Learn to Become Human? I had a great time producing this piece along with my daughter, Anna Rose Parker, who is almost nine years old. She was so excited to do this, and I know she's very excited for the world to hear it. There's so much we can learn about being human. We learn more about that each and every day. And I hope that this perspective of it helps you become more human, more loving, more kind, more gentle, more caring to people around you. So without further ado, please enjoy this piece, again titled, How Did You Learn to Become Human? you learn how to become human? That question is maybe the central question to being alive, along with what's the meaning of life. But think about it. How did you learn to become human? I often think about this when I think about science fiction movies, in particular artificial intelligence. The idea of a sentient robot or self-aware a conscious robot fascinates me. And I wonder if a robot that was becoming self-aware looked at me and said, how did you learn how to become human? What would I say? Where would I start? I'm guessing I began my first foray into being human and learning how to be human here. Sometimes, when I listen to my heartbeat, I learn about my feelings and how I want to express myself in the world. I feel like butterflies sometimes. And then, sometimes I even feel like a buffalo. When I was a baby, I'm sure I learned how to be human by crying. My cries were my way of telling my mother and my father that I needed something. I needed to be held. I needed to be fed. 
I also probably needed to be changed. But it was how I communicated, a beautiful cry, teaching me the initial stages of how to be human. But then, as we grow, we begin to communicate in other ways, especially by talking. Daddy, Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, can I tell you something? Daddy, what does that mean? Daddy, I feel sad today. I just am. I'm not sure why. Daddy! Yay! It's my birthday! I'm so happy! Many times, we learn how to be human when we meet other people. Going to parties, going out with friends, having a cup of coffee with someone, conversing, understanding them a bit better, learning about their experiences. What makes us human? Why do we strive so much to be like each other than to be different from each other? What are our desires? Why do we want to explore? How do I become human, more human every day? How did I do that? I really think we learn how to be human when we fall in love. That magical, incredible feeling, the euphoric feeling, it's amazing. Sometimes I think we learn about being human by when we lose things in our life. When my best friend told me she was moving, I felt sad, depressed. I didn't know what to do with myself. I had gone completely crazy. She was one of my best friends, and I had lost her. The whole time, all I could think about that day and the next day was my friend moving to a totally different state. Good news came. It was going to come. I just didn't know it at the time. I didn't know what to do with myself. Everything felt lost in a tornado. Finally, 
something good came to me. Not all hope was lost. I found hope again in myself. I found that I could do things still. And that's when I knew that everything was possible. Or, like when you lose someone in your life, like when they pass away. The chasm that happens when you lose someone out of your life, their existence, their physical existence, gone, the daily interactions, the presence that they have. You come home from work, or for running errands, whatever you might be doing in the day, just to feel their presence, to know they're around you, their proximity. It's like a planet orbiting a star. They're there, but then one day they aren't. That's difficult. That loss teaches you about being human, about frailty, about the finite feeling of being alive. And then you think, what will I do? How will I move on without this person in my life? That's human. The deep sense of loss, the down feeling, the hurt, the pain, birthdays, holidays. Losing someone is very human. A deep, deep meaning and a sense of remembering. Sometimes we become more human through our pets, their unconditional love, their presence every day, many times helps us recover. Come here, doggy. Come here, doggy. Oh, good boy. Come here, George. Good boy. Such a good boy. I also think that sometimes we learn how to become human when we go to the edge of our capabilities. Like when we're so tired after doing something so hard, gasping for breath, wondering how we'll ever make it, pushing ourselves to the edge. Adventurers, explorers, the tiring nature doing something for all day and seeing where we land. That tremendous tiredness, the doubt, the dread. It can be difficult when you go to the edge of what you're capable of. 
that's part of being human. Sometimes at night, I stare into the sky, into the vast ocean of stars, and I wonder when I hear of our explorers going out into the distance, the vastness of space, to find what may be out there, to go beyond our humanity, to try to see where we fit in the universe. Does that make us human? It just might. Roger roll, Atlantis. Houston now controlling the flight of Atlantis. The space shuttle spreads its wings one final time for the start of a sentimental journey into history. Then there are the moments when there are big sweeping sounds, the roar of excitement, the thrill of accomplishment, the transfusion of goodness, the adrenaline just pulling you in an amazing, amazing high, the buildup to something special, the anticipation. Do you feel that? Do you remember that? I do. That magic as an adult is hard to grab onto. But if you'll allow it, it's still there. Listening to a beautiful symphony has connected me to becoming more human. And I've learned the sweeping landscapes of a song, of a melody, of a rhythm that takes me from the supreme highs of my life 
to the very depths of it. The pushing, the pulling, the gnarling, the grinding, the striving. A wonderful piece of music brings you closer to your humanity. Many times you learn how to be human through our accomplishments, graduating from high school or college, or getting married, seeing your children go off and create their own lives, and many other things. Through our lives, we learn so much, the jobs we have, the friends we connect with, the heartbreak, the love, the pain, and the triumph, the news we listen to, the conversations we engage in, everything in our lives becomes a canvas for becoming human. It's sometimes hard to explain. Why do we do the things we do? the events of our lives, creating a larger landscape of where we're going, a map for where we might be headed. It's amazing being human. It's also scary. It's also beautiful. And it's also magical. When do we ever learn to be completely human? I'm not sure we ever learn completely what it means to be human. We're learning all the time, always growing. Even as we reach the end of our lives and this finite body and an existence that seems to be infinite, we're always learning what it means to be human. And our time here is marked by so many different events and experiences. What does it mean to be human? How do I become more like that? I'm fascinated by it. I'm not sure I'll ever know completely. And from the crew of Apollo 8, 
close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth.